Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm Joy Cardine, and I would like to introduce Erica Janish, running for Alder from District 20. As we begin, please tell our viewers a bit about how your educational, vocational, and civic experience prepared you for the position and why you decided to run for Alder. Thank you. Um, so I'm actually a mother of four um, smart and um, beautiful children who are sitting in front of me very quietly. Um, so I know how important it is to have a safe community where we have, um, we want our children to, um, you know, play and grow. Um, received my bachelor's from the University of Wisconsin Green Bay in history. So I really want to take that degree um, and what I learned from that and, um, you know, use that to, you know, history repeats itself, they say. And, um, you know, I think that we can really learn from that and make changes, right? Um, I moved to Madison um, over 10 years ago to work for the Department of Veteran Affairs. And my time there taught me how to advocate for high risk individuals and how to access resources um, for homeless veterans. Uh, so I want to be able to use my experience there and what I learned, um, the resources that we can access and apply that to this pandemic. Um, right now I sit on the Affirmative Action Commission. I'm the vice chair. sit on the MSCR um, advisory committee. I'm vice president of the Tokyo Middle School PTA, and I was on the Falk renaming committee, which that just passed with the board. So um, really excited that Falk will be renamed. And I really understand the needs of the city and District 20. I am out there. I know the people. I know the students. I know the family. And I will work collaboratively because I'm invested in strengthening our city and our community. What issue or issues have you identified as being a primary concern to the residents of your district and how would you approach tackling them? Yeah, so public safety is a, a large one, right? Um, public safety across the board, you will hear from each district that, you know, crime particularly is, is an issue. And I plan on working with each one of our districts to address that. Crime itself has not been going up, but the type of crime um, seems to really be focused on burglaries, um, car theft. So I think that we really need to get to the root cause of that. Affordable housing is a really, really big one. And we really need to um, work on more affordable housing, but accessible housing, because affordable housing is not always affordable. So, I really want to work on, you know, public safety, making sure our communities are, are safe for everybody, getting to the root causes and affordable housing and making sure it's actually affordable and accessible. There will be an advisory referendum on the ballot in April about a number of modifications to the Common Council, including changing the number of members, making it full time, and changing the term of office. Which of the ideas being advanced do you embrace and why or why not? 
So I embrace um, paying them, you know, common council members, more money. Um, this is a full-time job. And I feel like common council members can invest more time in their communities and their constituents and the city if they're able to, um, you know, it, it's a full-time job. And not everybody is as fortunate as maybe myself, where I'm a stay-at-home mom and I can tackle these issues all day. You know, my children are in virtual learning, but when they're not, they're in school all day, right? So I would be able to tackle these issues. I also do support um, in increasing the terms for four years and limiting the terms, um, you know, for to 12 years. I feel two years is not enough because by the time you get things going, it's done. I ran for office two years ago, but it feels like I just ran for office. So I feel like we need to increase pay four years for one term and limit the terms because it's always really important to limit the amount of time somebody is in political office. Homelessness, evictions, and lack of affordable housing are vexing problems for Madison that seem to have been exacerbated in the time of COVID-19. What ideas would you advance or support to solve these problems? So we need to have this housing first model. We need to get people into housing. It is a human right. Um, we need to um, stop evictions. You know, on people who are in housing, we can't, we can't put them out on the street. We need to make sure landlords aren't not renewing leases. You know, they're getting around that by um, not renewing people's leases. They're not evicting them, but they're not renewing people's leases. Um, we need to not just build affordable housing, but we need to build affordable and accessible housing. Um, you know, not just 30% median income, but I actually think it needs to be 25%. Uh, we just really need to invest in our community. So affordable housing, stopping evictions, making sure landlords can't um, not renew people's leases because they couldn't evict them. Those are the things that we need to do right now. And then those are things that we need to do after this pandemic. So... With the selection of a new police chief and the creation of a community oversight board, there's a lot of attention focused on policing and criminal justice, both from the perspective of racial equity in law enforcement and the concern that many citizens have that, in fact, crime, especially car thefts and home burglaries, are increasing and that police response is inadequate. How would you deal with these concerns? Uh, I actually want to um, look at the root cause. I think the root cause is in the community. I don't feel that involving the police is going to stop crime. Um, investing more in money into the police is going to stop crime. I believe that crime is because we're not investing in our community. There is a need that we aren't meeting in our community, um, and that is what is driving crime. We need to sit down with 
our, our constituents with the groups that are being impacted and ask them what, what needs aren't we fulfilling? Because when the community is feeling safe, when their needs are being met, then crime decreases. And those, there are studies proving that. So we don't need to increase police presence. We don't need to involve the police right now because we keep involving the police. We keep increasing their budget, but crime is not decreasing. The type of crime is getting worse. So we need to actually invest in the community, not involve the police more. Madison businesses of all kinds have been severely stressed during the past year. What, if anything, would you propose to support business revitalization? Well, the first thing that the city can do is um, demand that utility companies um, refuse to shut off water and electricity um, because small businesses can't run without their utilities. The city can also offer 0% loans, grants, whatever financial resources they have to them. Um, we also need to make sure that we're really working on workforce development um, so people are getting back to work, that people are making a living wage so we can get people into these businesses. So we need to make sure our businesses are staying open, that the city is doing what they can to keep these businesses open while also making sure that people are making a living wage so they can support these small businesses. What measures should Madison take to increase our city's environmental sustainability? So to environmental sustainability, well, the PFAS um, are forever chemical. We need, we need to work on that. <clears throat> um, we need to hold people accountable for that. Um, we need to make sure that the people who put the PFAS in the water are cleaning that up, are, um, you know, address, addressing that. Um, people need to have clean drinking water. We are having to close wells, and that is absolutely disturbing. Um, so I think that we need to hold people accountable for the carcinogens that they are putting into our water. Water is a basic, it's a necessity, and it is negatively impacting our low-income communities. So we need to hold people responsible, responsible for that. Um, you know, and, and farms and the runoffs, I mean, our lakes are gross. We can't swim in them. We can't fish in them. You know, so we really need to start holding these big industries responsible for that. And I think that once we address that, um, things are going to be a lot better. On what committees would you like to serve and why? So I, I would love to sit on the education committee. I've got four children, you know, so that is so important. In addition, you know, our children are here. Our children are so smart. Um, you know, they are now. And... I also would like to remain on the Affirmative Action Commission. They do so, we do so much. And 
I don't think people understand that um, the rights that they, you know, the Civil Rights Department is so important. Um, so really, I would just really like to focus on those two things. Um, children's rights, people's rights, um, so important. And what would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? I am dedicated to District 20. I am dedicated to the city. Um, as a BIPOC woman, we are discussed. We are the, the subject of discussion, but we are not at the table. Um, this is our time, and we need to, to move the city forward. And I want to be part of that. I am a part of that, but I want to be on Common Council. I want to represent our district. I am, I am out there. I know our community. I know the people in our community. So vote for me, Erica Janish. And um, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited for, I'm excited for what the council is going to look like in the spring. Thank you, Erica Janish, for speaking with us and to the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of the Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, thank you for joining us.